All right, let's get started. How are the challenges going for you? And if it's a virtual race, how are they going also? I think what's good about it is that even though the races have canceled, it exercises our muscle to actually overcome our fear and even aim high. I think because the risk is a little lower than usual because you don't have to spend so much money when you actually have to travel and then put so much time in lodging when you actually have a race. But then, because you want to do well on those challenges or virtual race, you still have to train. And also, you are able to see what's possible, so which is a great thing. You actually kind of like fall just a tad bit short just because, let's say, something comes up. I do know that you're always better than before you actually took that challenge. Okay, so let's go back now. So basically what I would love to know is what are the top two good and bad things that you've learned during the challenge. So Rook, do you want to start? I know you did a seven days cycling indoors, right. one hour every single day. You attempted other things also, right? And the right. biggest achievement that you had last month was 100 miles indoor cycling. And it's not yep. just indoor cycling, it's also your longest ever in indoor. What are the top two things that are bad or good that you learned during the process? I think a good thing which I learned is body maintenance. That is very critical. I think you need to do it every day. Second thing which I, what I learned was you need to push yourself. Like mm. after a couple of uh, hours, like I was, I should give up. But then I said like, let's push a little bit more. Which part of it were in you feel like you didn't want to or like you're having a hard time? Because it is in, in, indoor cycling. I'm not okay, that comfortable staying for five hours. After three hours, I was saying, okay, enough of it. What was your longest cycling indoors? Two? Maybe two hours. Is there anything else that you've learned? So I think uh, nutrition is another factor. Okay. Like you need to keep your uh, nutrition up to date. Else like, because I, like I did like uh, two hours other day uh -huh. and I cramped, kind of cramped. I don't know whether it was cramped. But yeah. I had to take it a little bit slow. And afterwards, I was, because I didn't take any water or anything like that. Yeah. Like the nutrition, you have to be very careful. To prepare first, too. With the body maintenance, is there any particular area that you actually had a hard time during the training? Like, even like when I was doing 100 miles, mm -hmm. after three hours, I just uh, did a massage with the lacrosse ball. Which muscle are you talking about? IT band. Oh, IT band. Okay, good, good. And you know how to do it, right? Yep. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you actually kind of like, so you stopped when you felt it and then you yep. worked on it. Okay, yep. good. Thanks for sharing, Swaroop. Good job. And we have more challenges for you this uh, month. Let's have yep. uh, Kelly. So tell me, uh, which one did you do? Is it 7,500 walk every day? Yeah, I did April's challenge just to be feeding my um, steps up to 7,000 a day for seven days since... Sure. Um, I'm now working from home. So I went from probably walking 12 to 15,000 steps a day wow. down to like 2,000. April was 7,000. And now my May challenge will be keeping that 7,000 every day okay. Um, okay. and throwing in a week of biking one hour for seven days. That'll start next Monday. And then um, the strength training for a week after that. So did you have to go out actually do your walk last month? And not just uh, I actually, because I'm working from home, I yeah. would get up every couple hours and get on the treadmill for just okay. one mile, like just to keep sure. moving a little bit, cool. just awesome. to get to that 
7,000. So it, it yeah. works. So I got up like two or three times during the day for 20 minutes, just like I would do at work yeah. and just got on the treadmill because it's cold here still in New York. And mm. sometimes okay. it was raining, sometimes it was snowing. And then one day yeah. it's 70. I don't know. Wow. Tell us uh, what are the top two things that you've learned, good or bad thing during that uh, seven days that you tried? Oh, how good it feels to keep moving. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, not even just so physically, good, huh? but mentally and emotionally, how much energized or yeah. at least Feeling alert. Good. It's amazing how much, if you push yourself a little bit, how much more the aftermath, you know, yeah. how much more you get out of it. So if I, I walked that one, one mile, I was just walked one mile or got on that treadmill for one mile, my energy mm -hmm. level was skyrocketing more for the next two to three hours, which nice. normally I was like, oh God. Do you usually start in the morning, like first thing in the morning or just whenever you had a chance? I usually try to get as much work done because I have to also um, school my kids when yeah. they get up. So they have to get up by nine. So I've been trying to get up at seven, get them going at nine and probably back on the treadmill by 10. So mm -hmm. I can just get that first mile. And I'm trying to do like uh, 2,500 steps every two hours. So. Yeah. so I think one of the things that you've learned is actually time management. Yeah, and yeah, and just accountability, discipline, and just you know, I want that energy. <laughs> it is. It, you realize how much energy you get from that one mile, even though you're like thinking, "Oh God, I want to get on that treadmill." But the yeah. uh, reward, just for that 20 minutes of three hours of, I'm not tired, I'm not drowsy. It's so good. Okay, congratulations, Kelly. Thank you. Let's yeah. hear from you, Kim. So, what did you learn? Teach us how you did it. Top two things that you learned good and bad things. I know you mentioned some before, but now that you actually finished, and then I keep asking, how's your ankle now? Honestly, it feels a lot better. I'm feeling like it's getting stronger because oh. I'm diligent about doing all of those, um, those foot mobility exercises and ankle exercises that you have on my list. It's like, if I don't do it every day, then one day will turn into two and two yeah. to three, and then... I'll be back where I started. So I will say, like Swoop said, that like every day I have to make sure that I do my my stretches and my body mm -hmm. maintenance. And I really never ever did that before. And all mm -hmm. the years that I've been doing races, I've never ever stretched every single day. And mm -hmm. so I can honestly say, like, that is huge. I mean, that's huge for me. I mean, I do it every day. Yeah diligently for sometimes it'll take me an hour to go through everything. And that's on top of like the other stuff that I have to do, you know, like oh, the biking and the running and like, so sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in. But, um, the, the body maintenance really was huge for me. And I feel like that's what's helped me be able to do those back-to-back -back duathlons like I did last week. Mm -hmm. was just making sure that I was doing my stretching and my rolling and like my yeah. icing and like everything that I really don't think I would be able to do that if I didn't do those things. And like he also said that realizing like I have to push myself and I can do it. I never thought that I would be able to run because I've never ran back to back to back days like that ever. I usually would do like three, maybe four days a week I would run and then do my other things. But like running back to back days, I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then I just did it. And it was like, oh, wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, congratulations, Kim. So you said Thank body you. maintenance. Is there anything else that you've learned beside that? You've improved, have you, compared to before? 
Yeah, I have improved. Um, what are you proud of that you've improved? I, you know, I'm proud of the fact that like this fasting that I started doing, like, and it's not hard fasting. Like you even said like, oh, this is totally doable. Like a lot of people do it, but making sure that I don't eat past six o'clock at night. Okay. Like, that cool. was really, really hard mm-hmm. at the beginning because like you have lots of kids and you yeah. know, your kids are busy doing all these activities and it's like sometimes we wouldn't sit down to eat till 7.30 at night because we have like swimming and soccer and all this stuff. But now that we're all home all the time, like getting dinner done by like 5.30, 6 o'clock is so much easier now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love it. I feel so much better not eating at late at night. Okay. And um, that's been, I mean, that's been like huge for me to not do that. Awesome. So, and then you added some fiber from vegetables. Yep, and I added and I added salad. Like I'm eating salad twice a day. That mm-hmm. never happened before. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kim. And, no, thank uh, you. We will have more fun this May. Isn't it exciting that you can see what's possible? Like, yeah. Oh my God! If I did mm-hmm. that last month. Of course, I can do another one just a tiny bit higher, right? Yeah. Ryan and Sydney, tell us how your experience was last month. So seven days of at least 1.5 hours of nonstop cycling daily. Ryan is a runner, so this one is a challenge. And 1.5 hour is a challenge for a lot of people who's very busy already. Why don't you share to us what's the top two things that you learned? Um, the biggest challenge is actually big contender is the weather. Uh, Pennsylvania weather has been really temperamental lately. We've had 45 mile per hour wind gusts um, the yeah. past four days, but we've also had some days last month where uh, we actually had snow, uh-huh. we had torrential downpours, and we also had a day that was almost 75 degrees. And yeah. so. I've just kind of learned, just deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I got to, I got to the point, like, I was, looked like I just walked out of the shower with my tech suit on. So you've learned to actually adapt to yes. the weather. Kind of like I, goodbye handling skills. Is that right? That also, um, my road bike was out of commission all last month. I had mm-hmm. broken my derailleur. I learned how to repair a bike very quickly and wow. efficiently. Okay. For you. Um, on the go, I carried my little tool repair kit, and yeah. trust me, putting a derailleur back on when your rear tire almost flies off in the meanwhile is not very easy, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you're on a very busy road that has sure. very little bike lane. Yeah, it's not very safe, exactly. Two good things that came out of it, of course, was learning the proper mechanics of a mountain bike as compared to a road bike, how okay. much engineering goes involved in how much time it takes to put together. <laughs> uh, the good thing that also came out of it was just, I didn't think I could do it. And as you mentioned, yeah. coach, I'm a runner. I don't like the bike. Yeah, I, I, I use it for recreation. I don't use it for running. Yeah. I don't use it for the purpose of competition. Two bad well, things that were was just the weather itself, which is of course not in our control. I also, Again, back with the nutrition thing, too, I really struggle with nutrition when it comes to biking because I don't know how long I'm going to be out there. I never thought that I would be able to keep it up at seven days straight. 
I look at the forecast and there's no way in the world I'm going to get an hour and a half in, especially with that little girl behind me, patiently along the sidelines as daddy finishes. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. she would even go with me. Yeah. For the most part, she'd ride with me for the hour. And I said, if you want to ride back home, um, and I'll just keep on circling around that same area for okay. half an hour. So uh, what was in your head? Because was it always like, let's say, because you don't really want to go out for a bike sometimes or at the start. What did you do to actually kind of like psych you up to actually bike? Or is it because it's a challenge, so that means you got to do it? So is there anything like mindset-wise that you actually always have to think to get through this challenge? I knew that bike was my weakness mm. in the actual disciplines. So mm. if I'm going to get better, I have to practice. You're doing a great job. Okay, Ryan. And then good luck again this month. I know you're doing some. In Sydney are going to try to do do off on every other day. So I know I said okay. seven days straight. I think every, every day for her would be too much. You did 1.5 miles of running followed by a three-mile bike ride and then another mile and a half of running afterwards. Perfect. All right. So we're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and hopefully do maybe try to do the best we can do on Sunday and make mm -hmm. that like the actual race, race day. All well, right. I told her she, if she wins, I'll let her pick out her own Garmin and I'll buy her a Garmin. <laughs> Good dad. <laughs> All right. Let's have Mike. So Mike actually did eight days of six miles walking. So tell us, share us your top two good and or bad things that you learned during the challenge. Just to take it easy and... Oh, okay. Good. Give it your best. Um, yeah. Get up every morning. If you don't want to do it, just, you know, do, do it. You, you have do to do it anyway. First thing in the morning? I try to, yeah. Okay. Out of the way and it makes me feel better throughout the yeah, day. Yeah. I think you said last time that you always wake up early in the morning before. Yeah. Right? I'm, a, I'm a morning person, so. I know. Mike was one of the most improved swimmer during our 30-day swim boot camp. So he actually won. He actually won. One. He did improve big time. Good job on that, Mike. Well, thank you, Mike. Good to have you. Seriously, you. yeah. Good to see you today. Let's have Alfred. What are the top two good and or bad things you learned during the challenge? I start believing in myself that I can do it besides my age and my gout, yeah. my right yeah. ankle. Right. Every time I run, the first 200 or 300 meters, I feel the pain, but said, yeah. oh, never mind the pain. I can still make it. No. After one mile, no more pain. I'm believing in myself. That's the best thing that I've learned from this group. Okay. And especially when I've seen other guys that have some problems with their health. And still doing it. Well, uh, the one thing that I miss is the swimming. That's my problem now. So I think uh, one of the things that I want to point out is that what you're doing is that you aim for your happiness. And that's yeah. what actually gets you going. Mm -hmm. Happiness, you want it to be happy. And then mm -hmm. the other one is actually believing yourself. Yeah, this thing. You've gone a long way just having that. Thank you, Alfred, and I'm glad that you're here. Thank you also. Thank you. Let's have Simon. Tell us about your challenge. I know you had some setbacks. What are the top two good and bad things you've learned during the challenge? Yeah, I think so. The, the good thing is uh, body maintenance. If okay. You, if you wasn't prepared for a challenge, also uh -huh. you are practice every day, you cannot do it. Because uh, our practice uh, normally uh, combine swimming, running, mm -hmm. and bike. Sure. But when you do a challenge, it's something running. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's your body is not prepared for that. You need to create additional body maintenance. My problem was nutrition. Mm -hmm. 
I know I know was uh, the adequate hydration because mm-hmm. uh, that's pandemic changing all my schedule. Mm-hmm. I am working home. I cannot drink the the same water. I cannot make my nutrition as as a normal. Also, mm-hmm. I know how gym to do it. Here in Texas, it's so hot right now to try to do something at noon or this okay. is afternoon. You need to yeah. do after 7.30. Yeah, it's hot. You need hot. to do something because it's so hot. Yeah, it's difficult. You, you lost more, more water in your body when you do some exercise. Yeah. I complete seven days, at least one hour, one hour uh, biking. Mm-hmm. I tried twice to complete uh, running seven days, mm-hmm. but the maximum was four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in pain. I need to stop on the fourth day. Back thing is you need to, uh, you need to care yourself. Also, you need to recognize when you can do something at that time. Mm-hmm. And as you say, don't, don't exercise when you are in pain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. I know it's hard sometimes. And actually, those are the hard times. But then what my suggestion is that if ever any one of you guys that you experience it, or even on during training and everything is going well, right? And then you're like tempted to actually do more. You want to, or like something you're feeling during that time. Now, let's say I'm not there to always answer your questions. And they're like, okay, what will Coach Shangri-La say? The question that you're going to have to ask yourself is that if I do this right now with this kind of intensity or this much distance, will I still be able to do this same thing again tomorrow and the next day and the next day? If the answer is no, I suggest you stop or do something about it to solve it. If the answer is unsure, not sure, then you got to really evaluate your priorities. Because sometimes if you're at the race, you know, you just got to give everything, right? But if you're in training, you're in control. And it's your priority whether how important that training is or you want, uh, you know, continuous. Because what you want is consistency. Not just because you want to be physically looking good feel, uh, feeling good but it's also mindset wise because once you stop or like your mind wants to train but your body doesn't cooperate then that's when you're not happy and uh, that's the connection of actually what we talked about earlier we do our sport because it makes us happy Jeff, Jeff <laughs> yeah cool. all right Jeff actually uh, did uh, five minutes uh, actually I did eight days straight mm-hmm. of planking i started with five minutes when i saw your post because sure. that's what required yeah but i challenged myself more so on first day i did 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then it went increased 11 12 and mm. then on the fourth day i did 15 minutes mm. or in the fifth day 15 minutes yeah. and then i backed down just to give my body a little right. bit to recover and then on the seventh day, that's when I push all the way to where I can no longer, you know, feel my arm, basically. So okay. I went all the way 25, and uh, I couldn't possibly imagine that I can do it that way. Because prior to reading your challenges, uh, mm-hmm. I was just happy with doing two minutes. I'm, I'm happy, and I'm able to do two minutes planking. That's it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw your challenge, and okay, uh, that's something I can excel. So, okay, let's try this. I keep pushing and pushing, and... You know, 
body is amazing you know it yeah, if you train it, it properly and you maintain and give it the proper nutrition it can go beyond what you think it can do let me uh, give you a background of jeff actually I'm jeff <laughs> is considered as disabled is that right jeff yes i have 40 percent disability uh from the va i have a degenerative arthritis in my lumbar l2 to l5 Okay. And stenosis, uh, one vertebrae forward, one one back. Wow. In the morning, it takes me 30 minutes to 45 minutes to be able to stand up straight. Oh. So uh, a lot of boltering gel uh, right. and, and and sitting with coffee and all that. Uh, like I said, uh, 30, 45 minutes before I can even stand up properly. Uh, this is a yeah. normal, a normal uh, thing with arthritis. It's not like when you're injured, you know, okay, you're in pain, right? Uh, but from the rest of overnight sleeping, and then when you wake up, your back is in pain, right. that's not normal. Yeah. So it's the, the arthritis, uh, you know, that's the yeah. progression of arthritis. You're, you're an inspiration. Uh, and that's uh, what I had to deal yeah. with. Yeah, you're an inspiration, and you're doing push-up this time. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Keep it up, Jeff. Thank you. Good to have you, Jeff. Thank you, Coach. Uh, let's hear from Fanny. Fanny from Oregon. So tell us, what did you learn? Top two good and bad things. Okay. So the good things, um, I can I can say that uh, when I was doing all the challenge, you know, I was start getting kind of upset with myself because I was in, I was in looking there. I was getting faster. Oh. And I, Frankie and I was getting, you know, getting that. You were not getting faster. Yeah, and angry. So and I started like, okay, I need to tell my coach because this is not normal. I know my body. I know I can do more than this. Sure. And so that's when I talk to you and, and you make me realize and look back what I've been doing. And it's like, <laughs> that's true. That's why my body's not responding the way because it's tired, you know, yeah. and so, that's one of the things, good things that I notice about myself after I do all that stuff. And the other good thing was keep communicating because for some reason I was kind of ready to throw the towel. My, my pace and running, I was oh, like, okay. yeah. and so, and that's when, you know, you say communicating, communicating. So that's a good thing that I, that I have to mm -hmm. relax. My body is like, you are tired. It's okay. Don't push it up. Yes. The, or the second is about keep communicating because if you feel that way, don't stop. Just yeah. communicate. You coach yeah. now. So because you coach know you better mm -hmm. in that part, how much you've been doing. And, mm -hmm. and so we just concentrating and training and training, but we don't look back. As an athlete, even I myself, if I don't have a different perspective, so you or me, you already are busy with work, family, right? So your eyes is more of like, you know, like just focus on what right now. Okay, what training do I have to do right now? That's what you're going to do. And then now you are just like going into like motion. Sometimes you do have to step back and then really look at the big picture of what is going on and one of the things that you can do is by going to your training peaks or to your garment or to your strava and actually appreciate the volume or the work that you've done that's one the next one is that 
if a person is very fatigued, human body is very fatigued, and it's the first time that the body is going through that same or like longer distance, you cannot expect the body to actually to be faster without recovery. Okay, so there's an intention. You want to understand the purpose of the workouts before you actually have, okay, how am I doing? Like kind of like assess. Because the thing is that for you to be faster, you want to have recovery. So now on uh, Fanny's uh, workouts, it's basically loading it up, like putting the stress. When you put the stress and you're not recovered yet, you don't want to go for speed because there's a high risk of injury. So now what happened, as soon as she recovered, I gave her a good recovery. She went back. Boom. She was like, whoa, I am a fast runner. Were you happy about it? Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so when you were tired and fatigued and doing all those back-to-back things, you're like at 11, 12, and you're like, oh, I'm so slow. But then when you recovered, you saw that your time was actually, you are much faster. You were actually, you can hit under nine minutes per mile. The next thing that I wanted to just touch base is that during your training, and this is for everyone, during your training, my suggestion, well, the right way to train is for you to actually cover that different energy systems. When I say different energy systems, there's the zone one through five, six. So you want to exercise not just always fast, 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 because when you do always fast sprint, you're not going to last. You could probably be like fast, let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, and guess what? You have a gap of not working out because you need to recover. You want to balance it out and you want to put the right amount of stress at that time. So, you know, stress, which is time intensity. Those are very important metrics. So last month, April, so I did the uh, 280 miles total in seven days. Last month, it was hard because I was, I was also working. It was the birthday of my dad, so I had to actually do time management. The next challenge that I did was five half marathons, one full marathon with a combination of 92 mile, 10,000 feet elevation gain. This was the highest that I've climbed or longest that I've done indoor cycling. And I've learned a lot. Top things that I learned is one, I was supposed to do seven half marathons in seven days. I did four half marathons and I was on my last day of the seven days and I have three half marathons left. Basically I missed some of the days and you know, when you're not motivated, you start slowing down. So, but then when I was running, okay, like what if I said to myself, okay, I'm running. I have three half marathons. I've committed to this. I know it's okay for me to miss it. But of course, it's me. It's my commitment, right? And I don't want that. So I asked myself, okay, I have three half marathons in one day. So what if I can squeeze the half marathon in the afternoon or in the evening? Okay. I would not really usually do that because that's to me, it's impossible, especially me. And I'm sharing this one because what I've done, it's not about the training that I was learning. It's more about my time management. So my legs were good, but it's me managing my time. So what I had to do was that I had to focus and I had to have timer on what I had to do from that day. So like I was really watching every hour. And I'm sure you've had those wherein you wanted to have a vacation and you have so much to do, and you finish so much in one day. So that's what I had to do. So what I learned from that is actually, even though 
I can be so busy. If you really want to do something, it can be done. And that's what I wanted to prove to myself because I need that because I'm only starting from my training. So the next one is body maintenance. This is very important also, okay? So all those days I was doing my body maintenance, except when I missed one, which was Wednesday, I did not run at all. It was zero because I was busy. I was doing a lot of things. And then, you know what? My legs are good. You know, I wasn't feeling anything really. I was not in pain. So I didn't do body maintenance. Guess what? When I came back, even though I had that rest day, I was feeling a lot more after that rest day compared to the times that when I was actually running, but I was doing body maintenance. So the only difference that I didn't do is that I didn't do the body maintenance. So I do know that I, I should not be like more in the comfort zone, especially if I'm doing this back to back, that even though if I'm not feeling like pain or anything, I still have to do it. Okay. So that's the second one. The third thing is my realization is that I actually have started taking hemp oil. So now I'm still researching about that, but I've also seen difference and I was amazed by it because I felt that I have less inflammation. Now that I actually did a lot more on the seven half marathons compared to last month, last month I did five. This time I did, I combined with 10,000 feet elevation gain. And one of the things that I added is hemp oil. Okay, so that's the third one. The fourth one, the next one is because I, I have been running in my half marathon around the neighborhood because I want to save my time. I would love to be at the beach, but I just want to get out. One thing I've noticed is that we runners, and you want to watch it also in terms of our feet, when we run around neighborhoods, there are sharp corners. Okay, right. When you go to the right or you, at the end of the corner, you go to the left. Now, when you do that, you want to make sure one of the things that's very important for you to actually not feel a lot of pain is that making sure that your ankle, your feet, your calves are pretty mo mobile. So for me, because of that back to back, that's one of the things, because when you go at the sharp corner, you put more weight on one part of your foot. And then now you also, you decelerate, you like stop, you decelerate and then now go. So that's actually one of those things that you want to take a look at. If let's say when you're running around the neighborhood and it's not smooth and if your feet are not as strong or your calves, if your calves are tight, that could affect it. And sometimes you'd be like, Oh, I hurt my, you know, something's hurting. Okay. That is one of the signal that you got to really work on your legs especially especially if you are actually also cycling because when you are cycling we work on our calves so it's hard okay let's have a very good meal have a good night and be safe stay healthy okay bye everyone have, have y'all bye bye, bye. bye.